0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. On this edition, we will be talking about why one diet does not work for everyone. So it's a quick 15-minute video and a reminder how there is not one certain diet that works for everybody. You've got to find out what works for you. So enjoy our show. As an endurance
1: athlete... Obviously, he's not going to be able to chew a steak or eat sardines or do something crazy while he's on that bike. But if we balance out his food, you know, in the morning, he, he did, before he started, he did have protein. So, I mean, there, there's things there that we need to, to balance too.
0: Well, and protein after the ride too. Correct. It's Correct. just uh, during the ride, it's really hard to, all the for all the keto people out there that say that endurance athletes can follow keto. Um I think it's interesting that they've never usually tried it. So, um, the important thing is is that you need to find out what works for you specifically. And keto doesn't work for everybody, um, especially if you're if you're high if you're highly active.
1: Um,
0: so, uh, let's talk about vegan or vegetarian diet.
1: Okay, so well, some the- will not consume anything that animal source. And so they're trying to consume all their proteins from uh, a plant source, which can be very troubling. Um, I personally feel that um, it may not be a hundred percent on either side to get the proteins in there. But if you're going to take those um, types of diets seriously, you do really need to educate yourself as to what nutrients are being missed or need to be added or how you are going to put those proteins into your body for um, healthy um, body structure. And that would also make sure that the fat consumption is proper as well. Um, Because we don't want, I mean, you want to have a balance because yes, you do have some conversion, but it's, it's just not the same. So um My opinion on that is I, I think for adults, it may be all right, but I also think for young children that are growing, that have um, growing bodies and, and nutritional needs that, that might not be their best option.
0: Yeah. um, So let's talk about um, low cholesterol diets. What's your opinion about cholesterol and, um, in our diets?
1: So if cholesterol was the monster that we've made it. Um, Then we got a problem. And here's, here's kind of my theory on it is that every cell in our body, including our brain requires that we have cholesterol for it to work properly. And if we go to the extreme of saying that there's no cholesterol in our body, I think we're going to have some brain function problems, we're going to have joint problems. It just, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, if you're going to have healthy tissue, you need to have a healthy amount of cholesterol. And I, I believe that there's a balance. I wouldn't say that, you know, we have to eat everything in one sitting that's all, you know, 100% fat or 100%, you know, unless like Sean said, he's cycling and he's going for 100 miles and he needs carbs at that particular point. But, The problem with no cholesterol or too low of cholesterol is that we set ourselves up, I think, for Alzheimer's, dementia. We set ourselves up for even, I think, some bone and and muscle loss.
0: Well, cholesterol is very important for hormone synthesis. And, you know, there is not a better hormone for building um, or a better molecule for that matter no drug is better than building bone than testosterone and without enough cholesterol we can't build testosterone we, we can't um, make testosterone which is important for um, bone building
1: well so the misunderstanding we have is that the monster that cholesterol has become is it causes all the cardiovascular disease in our country well if that's the case for all the statins that we have sold and put out in the market in the low fat and high or high-carb diet, we should have eliminated that. And that's just not the case. Uh, cardiovascular disease is at all-time high. So I think there is a thing called moderation. And to remember that, you know, what on the biological level, the cell itself, every cell in our body requires cholesterol. So we can't vilify it 100%. And like Sean said, it is the backbone for all hormones. And we always think of hormones on the sexual hormone level of reproduction. And and that is true. We do need it for that. But it also means that our, our hormone production, which are messengers to our body to produce a function. So it sends out a message, hey, I need new bones. Hey, I need you to do this today. Hey, I need you to sleep. You know, so if we don't have those things being produced and made, we obviously are going to have some problems that are going to, to come down the road.
0: Yeah, that's why I think the the tip, you know, if it doesn't rot, don't eat it, is a good tip because, and eat high protein, higher protein. And if you do that, it'll be satisfying. Um, meat especially, because it has basically pure protein. Um is and it does have fat too depending on the meat. Now chicken is really super lean, but you get satisfied when you eat protein. So it's really hard to overeat it. To overeat then whereas when you have a bag of potato chips, for instance, it's easy to just keep eating them and eating them and eating them.
1: Right, and the caloric amount adds up so much faster and I would even say that's true of even just eating a bowl of cereal. How many bowls of cereal can you eat before it's gone? It's just not it does not satisfy our hunger and The other argument I have is yes, calories in, calories out. That's so true. But our nutrients in our food that's naturally produced in nature is assimilated so much differently than when we take even a vitamin for that matter. Um, the nutrients that come in our our vegetables and our fruit and our meat and our fats is so different than when you take it from, you know, a, a processed container because there's something different about how we assimilate it in our body, and I'm I'm not um, really smart in that area of of, of biology and, and chemistry, but it just makes more sense that how we were made. We were made to consume plants and animals and fats, and so if we start taking things from the box, it's just not going to be as good.
0: And and one thing, the main thing I want to get out of this podcast is that no one diet is good for no. anyone. Um, and you will hear, unfortunately, some people say that this is what you have to follow. Right. Um, I know I've had many of people tell me that, you know, I need to eat this way. I, they tell me how to eat. Um, I need to eat keto or I need to eat more carnivore. And I do eat mostly carnivore, but, but it depends around, it depends on my workout schedule too. I mean, like I said, it's hard to eat meat when you're riding a bike.
1: Right. Well, if you're comparing, um, like for example, we have two boys, and one of the things that I noticed early on about one is that he just ate till he was full, and his choices were different. Like he ate differently than his brother, and so not that that's bad or good. It's just that one needed to be more careful than the other because the other had a tendency to maybe consume more calories without realizing it. So there, there's things that we have to 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 balance there, and so um, our second son just started increasing his proteins and actually paying attention to what he was consuming and that's paid off over time our oldest still just eats until he's full and he's doing fine but you know body types whether we want to say higher metabolism or not i think some of it comes down to how we've learned to eat too like do we eat till we're full or do we just keep pushing the limit and so for some people, if, if we're not really sure where that lies, I think it's very helpful to also have um, the new, you know, they call it the new thing of, of fasting, but I don't really think it's always new. I think that fasting has happened in our diets throughout time. It's just that in the American society that we live in, we have food just all the time. It's very available.
0: Well, that's one of the problems with most Americans is that we have an unlimited food source stored in our fridge and our pantries. Um, And, you know, so we have access to it all the time. And that's why it makes it so easy to overeat. I believe that ancestrally speaking, if you think about us as hunters and gatherers um, a few centuries ago, um, especially without refrigeration, we didn't have a, a good way to store food long periods. Yeah, we had salt and you know we had cellars food. and we could dry food and things like that i get that but um in general you would look and we would go out and we would hunt food you know a couple days a week and then we would feast for a day and then you would go out and hunt again and probably fast for besides a little bit of calories from what you could pick around the um around your um immediate area Um, From fruits and vegetables, you would mostly fast. And that's the problem is that most Americans, by the time they get up to the time they go to sleep, are usually eating something. And, you know, fasting, I think, is a very, very important um, method to, to make us metabolically healthy.
1: That's true. And I'm going to speak to this too, because both our kids work out in the gym and and they talk about pre-workouts and and calories before you work out. And for most people, that's just not something you need to do. Now, Sean did before he went on a hundred mile ride. And that makes perfect sense because he needs to make sure that he has calories on board because they're becomes a point where an athlete can't consume. You're just, you can't, you know, but for most people, if you're just going to the gym and doing a basic workout, there's no reason in my brain to have a pre-workout or a, a drink for that. Now, yes, if you did what Sean did, or even we have some people that we are friends with that do, you know, hundred mile runs and things like that, they do need to have some recovery, and they need to have some pre-workout um, products. But I think we've oversold that to people. I think we've said, you know, before you ever have any activity, you have to do this, and I don't believe that's the case.
0: I don't believe it either. I, I think uh, you know m- most people's goal of working out is, let's face it, is to lose weight, and and working out is not a good way to lose weight. I mean, you cannot work your way out of a poor diet, period. It's about diet. It's not about how much you can work out. Um, But let's say, you know, you do a pre-workout drink and a post-workout drink. And there's some people that will do this at the gym during the workout too. And they think they get better results. Um, You know, most people's workout in a gym is going to be well under, maybe not well under, but 500 calories an hour, you know, probably maximum. So if you do a pre-workout drink with 100 calories and another 100 calories during the workout and then another 100 calories post-workout, which a lot of times those drinks are more than 100 calories, you didn't really have, you didn't really burn any extra calories. And if your workout is not over an hour long, depending on intensity, even intense workout, you don't need, um, Extra fuel for your workout. If it's if it's less than an hour, especially, you have an hour and a half of glycogen in your body that is going to be fine for at least an hour and a half, which is fifteen hundred calories um, at intensity, so a thousand calories an hour. So in general, you don't need to eat pre and post workout.
1: So there are some people that I really do want to be more on a keto or higher protein diet, and who would that be, Sean? Uh,
0: higher protein, higher keto. Keto diet? Well, I think for somebody, I, I mean, for medical reasons, okay. if um, people are having, you know, seizure problems, if people are having um, um, any kind of cognitive issues, um, cancer, keto can be a good cancer killing diet, as cancers thrive on sugars. So keto can help that. Which one are you thinking of?
1: Oh, I'm thinking of diabetes.
0: Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. The big one, diabetes. Um, You know, diabetes mellitus is actually, it's a carbohydrate metabolism problem. So if you have type 2 diabetes, you do not lack medication. You don't need medication to treat it. You need to stop eating carbs. And keto is a good way to do that. Um, Just don't eat carbs and your blood sugars, watch your blood sugars plummet so um we apologize for the technical issues today and reed davis was not able to make it because he did not have stable internet so he couldn't get on so we're gonna um, reschedule him and we're gonna um, have olga on our podcast, on our midweek podcast, 8 to 9 AM. Olga's been on our podcast before. She um, recently, um, speaking of cancer, had a cancer battle herself. She went out of country to get her cancer treated because the options were not here and she is thriving after her cancer. So I'm excited to hear her story and share it with you guys. Um, Stay tuned for this video. Uh, We will have it edited on all of our platforms, uh, YouTube. We, fa- we we stream on YouTube. We stream on Twitter. We stream on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, as always, thank you for tuning in. Tune in uh, to listen to Olga and her cancer story, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time this Thursday. Thanks for listening to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you.